I can see that our destination this morning is the high places of God. The Lord will take a few of us into the future and many of us into the past. The realities of eternity are an, an eternal now. And if God needs to take you into the future for understanding to be perfect in order for you to wage a good warfare, he will do that by his spirit. If God needs to take you into the past so that you can understand the pattern of things and how to bring an end to a decree, he will do that. But today our journey is to the high places of God. Lord, we thank you for the ascendancy that you have granted us. The stirrings of your spirit. The joy that is in the heavens reveal to us that there is a place you seek to take us. We fall into your hands this morning. Do with us as you please these few hours in your presence. Disconfit things that were written, runes that were carved, engraved, released as legislations from that have held sway till this time. Bring the power of such utterances to not this morning. In the name of Jesus Christ. Lord have mercy on us. And let your will be executed this morning by your mercy. That you have so lavishly bestowed on us. And let your great name be glorified. In Jesus mighty name we have prayed now you may be seated quietly in the house of God you know most often among Christian circles warfare has not been accepted as a part of the Christian life but if you make the Bible your constitution if you make the word of God your wisdom, you will find out a lot of things that preach that are in scripture. If you are first a devotee of God and a devotee to the scriptures, you will not live within the circumference of the deception that has captured your generation. You will live beyond it. Hallelujah. And I believe one of the greatest gifts that we have access to today is the written word of God. But you see, the devil has ensured that many of us don't get to study the written word. Amen. But we are going to pray and put, put, put the devil on notice.
this morning concerning several things. Particularly as touching our devotion and our dedication to the scriptures. Everything you need to know is in this book. Now let's try to see how much of the spirit realm or operation of spiritual things that we can capture that will enable us war a good warfare this morning. Hallelujah. Let's begin from the book of Jeremiah chapter 5. Amen. Now the atmosphere is an atmosphere of war. I'm not trying to change it. Just want to educate us so that we can war a good warfare. Now the level Brother Tony was moving, many of us did not understand the technology that was at work in that level he was operating. So I just want to come and help us so that our cry will be like the cry of one man. Amen. I say amen. amen. Now in Jeremiah chapter 5, there's a scripture I want us to read. This is God talking in verse 22. And he says, Fear ye not me, saith... Okay, sorry. Before I start. Let me do so. Forgive me. Amen. Now, for five years, we have been working on these three times. Hallelujah. We have been working on these three times. It's a compendium. A project work to be presented to the God of the whole earth. And so, we have taken time to search the word of God. Having studied the infirmities of our current version of Christianity, particularly in the continent of Africa, generally in the continent of Africa, and particularly in Nigeria, we have a rich spiritual heritage. We have had blessings from diverse anointings that God has placed upon men we find out that there is always a mirror image of the move of God. Anywhere in the world, we have a mirror image of it in Nigeria. We were not left out of the Azusa Street revival. We were not left out. The talking of Azusa Street. When God was bringing the... Amen. <laughs> we have had great men mighty men, mighty anointings in our land. One night I woke up after praying, I could not sleep again. So I went to my room and I clicked on the computer and I found something that was downloaded about the late apostle Joseph Ayo Babalola. And I read the chronicles. It was a strange chronicle. That such a man was a Nigerian means that God planned from eternity about the preservation of this nation. Mighty men like that do not pass through a barren land. Their journeys do not take them through a forest. <laughs> Their manifestation is, is in a particular location that God guards with jealousy so that his purposes can be advanced. That man had the anointing of signs and wonders. I know you know the anointing of miracles. 
The one, the type that line had donkey moves in. The type that uh, Pastor Kumuyi moves in. The type that Lazarus Moka moves in. That's the anointing of signs of, of, of miracles. But many of us are not acquainted with the anointing of signs and wonders. That's a different thing altogether. In, in contemporary history, there are only two men that I know. You know, you know, my own knowledge is limited. So there are only two men that I know that walked in the anointing of signs and wonders. And that's William Branham and Apostle Babalu. When we talk of the anointing of signs and wonders, we are not just talking of people getting healed. We are talking of a man in a service when they are doing praise and worship is suspense. That's signs and wonders. So, are you still with me? <laughs> the Muslims in Kwara State, the rate of conversion was strange that they had to use the court to jail the man for six months. That's what I'm talking about. When a man with the anointing of signs and wonders comes into a region, people that run to him are not just Christians. Soothsayers, Muslims, necromancers, and witches come to him for deliverance. Do you understand that? That's an anointing that breaks religious backgrounds and religious restrictions. When Branham preached, fire appeared, literal fire appeared upon his head, not spiritual fire. Litra. Snapshots that were taken. If you, if you see his pictures, snapshots that were taken from him. The U.S. government said that it was photogenics. And then they took it to all kinds of laboratories and found out that it was not doctor. It was fire. That's signs and wonders. There's something literal and mysterious that is on display. How can you explain a man during praise and worship? He just begins to suspend. And the evangelist held his leg and said, Baba, where are you going? He said, no, I'm not going. We're just praising God. That's, <laughs> That's the anointing of signs and wonders. Now, there's a statement I can't make here because we are not all preachers. If we were all preachers, it would have been comfortable to make such a statement. Because, you know, Benihin operates the anointing of healing. That's the throne of healing. Do you understand? Bunker operates the throne of miracles. Do you get what I'm talking about? But I'm talking about a throne of signs and wonders. I only know of two in, in, in recent history. Branham and Babalola. And two of them were prophets. In fact, it is also worthy of note that these people received their calling by the hand of archangels. Archangels brought the message of that. They were rebellious people. They didn't want to fulfill the call of God. God had to. <laughs> ay, 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 ay. So their life was dramatic. Very dramatic. There's a stream that Babalola prayed on because he was tired of laying hands on people. He prayed on the stream so that sick people would go and get healed. 24 years after he died, the madman meandered there and got healed. You know, many times when you think of River Benway, you think of darkness. But I tell you the truth, a time comes when a land becomes clean 
is rivers will bring forth that which can heal. To have such a significant anointing to be on a man from this nation is proof enough that God has interest in the land. And it happens to be that before the man died, he prophesied about 24 years after his death into the future. How that Nigeria was going to go through 40 years of slavery in the wilderness. And after this time is accomplished, a new dawn will break upon the nation. And he saw the body of Christ that time and said that he himself would have loved to be in that time. And those men did not lie. In recent times, if you have been following the ministry of Benihin, he has prophesied about the fact that the anointing of signs and wonders is about to be restored in the next few years. That he himself will be alive and walk in it. That's what he said. Because of this investment and God's heart that we perceive concerning his agenda in this nation, we have taken particular interest in the trends of doctrinal development, which is a major facility of food intake that is available to us in the nation. And over the last 30 years, we have taken inventory of our scope of awareness and our scope of insight. Now, let me give you an idea. Hallelujah. I say hallelujah. Amen. The development and the growth of the church in Nigeria has been exceptionally slow compared to other nations that God has had as much interest. And the reason for the exceptionally slow they, they seek nature of the church in this land in the midst of a dying world has been because of the trend of emphasis that major preachers have heralded over the last 30 years. Amen. In the dawn of this season, in order to do away with the investment that the devil has made along the line in order to truncate the agenda of God. God intends to wrap up his agenda upon the face of the earth by manifesting what, you know, a, a barrel, a double barrel. I mean, it can shoot from the single barrel and there's double barrel. So God decided to bring a double barrel. What I mean by that is the Nigerian church is only used to majorly the evangelical and the pastoral, the evangelical, pastoral, and the teaching offices. Most of the renovation that we have had in the body of Christ have been basically from the office of the evangelist and the office of the teacher. Hallelujah. Our Christianity has been a Christianity of methods, a Christianity of buttons, a Christianity of mechanics and formulas. It has been largely a Christianity of the mental man and a faith of mental accent. Because the teaching office was not pallid and balanced 
with prophetic reality and prophetic substance. And so everybody wants to understand intellectually how spiritual things function and the circuitry of spiritual realities. Meanwhile, the circuitry of spiritual realities are not given to the mind. The circuitry of spiritual realities are realities that can only be appropriated by faith. Uh, the, the infirmity of which I speak is an infirmity that has arisen on the account of the fact that most of what we call the gospel today no longer serves the will of God. It's outside of the center and the circumference of God's emphasis in scripture. Our gospel today is largely privatized, largely towards the self-angle, trying to furnish a self-reality. Meanwhile, the spirit of the gospel is a selfless reality that is, uh, that, is, that, that, that is lavished upon something that is greater than man, which is the kingdom of God. If the kingdom of God within man begins to expand, the consciousness of yourself will begin to go. Because God will make you selfless so that you can be kingdom-centered. And the opposite of that scenario is to be self-centered and not kingdom-centered. Most of our gospels, our preaching, our even faith itself has been coined to be a currency by which we can make purchases of spiritual things. And that is not consistent with the Bible because the Bible revealed that through faith, a man like Moses refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. So his own faith rejected an offer that our prosperity preachers would have rubber stamped. It means something along the line is missing. The Bible speaking about the faith of Jacob, that by faith Jacob began to declare the things that were to come. He brought the future into the present and established it upon his sons. How did he do that? He did that by faith. The faith of the Bible is a faith that is, mas is masculine, full of power, that can bring the future into the present, that can speak what is not, as though it was. Now, you don't understand what I mean when I say by faith. He said, you will be mighty. And it was so. He did not prophesy. He spoke by faith. He brought his future into his present. He said, you, you are a criminal. Your anger has disqualified you. You will not prosper. It happened. Do men have some power? Did God give any man that kind of power? To look upon one and say, this is how you will be. It was only when Isaac became blind that he prophesied on the wrong man. In the church today, we believe that prophetic utterance is all about speaking positive things. And at the end of a service, say, this week, you are blessed. That gospel does not serve the will of God. You don't, the Bible never said you should tell a, an unrighteous man that is well with him. If you say that with the anointing, God will catch you. 
you will be held responsible for that utterance. He never said so. It is when Isaac became blind that he was blessing a wrong man. That is our evolution as a body. In 30 years, the devil put us under lock and key and allowed several things to become, to preoccupy us. Because people use the advantage of headship to emphasize things that are not consistent with the present revelation position of the spirit. You might say, you are a young man. What are your credentials for you to say these things that you say? People have built universities, have built camps of all kinds and the priest to see a sea of heads. You just graduated from university. We saw you when your stomach was flat to the back. Right now you claim to. I speak under the qualification that John too spoke. John said him that met him in the wilderness say when they came to he said there was one that met him where? He didn't meet him in Urukum roundabout. He met him where? In fact, there was no witness about his claims. <laughs> there was no witness. He said, the one that met him in the wilderness saying, while he's conducting his baptismal service, if by any means, the heavens are rent and the spirit of God descends and remains. Not just descends, but descends and what? The same shall be him that we baptize with fire. I speak because one met me when you were not there. And he told me how the devil wanted to bring an end to the works, mighty heritage that he had established in this land and a generation we had to rise to redeem it. The responsibility of redemption is a prophetic responsibility. Prophets are the ones that are called during time when the heritage of God is lost, so that they can recover the land from the quagmire of the enemy. That's what our generation is called to do. We have some recovery business to do, and that's why God has decided that in this day, prophetic anointing grace will be available to the body. Not because we have all become prophets, but that grace will be, we will still know the prophets among us. But the grace to function uh, 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 to be a prophetic in our approach to life is available to us because there's so much to recover. And God will have to give each and every one of us the strength of ten men so that it will be according as God has said in his word that God has no restraint either to win with many or to conquer with few. Hallelujah. And so we did a study of the body. Of the trends in the body of Christ after the SU revival. We checked the pattern of Christianity in the last 30 years, the last 45 years. We have to go back into history to find out what the apostles that took the baton from men like Paul, what they began to preach and what they emphasized. And we followed it down the line until our present time. We saw when errors came. We saw when deceptions came. We, we knew what happened. The pressures that came into the body of Christ at certain points that, that allowed the church fathers in those days to concede to the enemy, to allow the enemy some ground so that they can have their peace. And these little grounds that we lost over the years amounted to a point 
where the heritage of God was being lost. And we felt the stirring of God in our hearts to put up to put up a compendium, a compendium and a radar, a GPRS equipment. Hallelujah. You know, I bought a phone the other day and they said location. So I clicked it, location. And the, the thing was searching, 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 searching. And before I knew it, my street name appeared on the phone. Then I came to Makodi again. I said, okay, location. The thing. Search. Search, search. And I saw the name of Kanshio there. Then I knew that the thing was working. Hallelujah. That's GPRS. <laughs> I saw Kanshio. And the spelling was correct. It, I don't know whether it was a thief man that gave them that one. But it was. We had to search. And after five years of research, our burden is to restore apostolic Christianity. The things that have been jeopardized for the past years. It's kingdom recalibration. In the world of measurement, as I said on the wedding day, you need to have what? A master. The master instrument is, is a reference instrument from whence all other instruments have received their calibration. And once in a while, you need to take your measuring instrument back to the master to check if it's still consistent with the accurate reference. The kingdom of God, according to the Bible, is the master. The Bible is a kingdom book. The total summary of the Bible is that it is the kingdom of Christ. You understand it? I can show you from Genesis to Revelation. I will do that. We study the Bible, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus. Now, if you don't understand the meaning of the book of Leviticus, you will think God is a butcher. He said, cut this one. <laughs> God is not a butcher. Every book has Message. Alright? Because the message of the book of, of, of Leviticus is, 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 is an outline, an investigation, an outline to reveal to us the definite demand of consecration that is placed upon every follower of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. God did not leave any aspect of Christianity to the figment of human imagination because he knows it will be corrupted. Even our consecration to him, the degree of consecration that Jesus actually demands from his people have been encapsulated in the book of Leviticus. Hallelujah. Oh my God. I say hallelujah. Amen. Now, so, so each book has a message. And over the years, by the workings of God's mercy, he has caused our hearts to be acquainted with some of this understanding. And in the light of that which we know the submission of biblical revelation is, we have judged our current quality of the Christian faith. And, in, uh, and based on that which we saw as deviations, God opened our eyes to give this to our generation. Our call as a ministry is to strive 
towards the rebirth of apostolic Christianity in all its purity, its power, its dynamics, and its wisdom. That once again, the manifold grace of God that was manifested in the days of the apostles will be present. And we can say, by reason of the workings of Christ, upon Joshua, because they looked upon Paul and said, his own grace works towards the Gentiles. So Paul was defined by the operation of the, of the unction that was upon him. And they saw that for Peter, his grace was effectual towards the Jews. That the day we come again where we will know men by the grace they carry and not by their titles. That God will grant that the purity of that faith that was once delivered unto our ancestors will be made manifest. And that his purity and power will engulf all nations. It is to this end that we seek to present something, a tranquilizer, a buffer that will begin the recovery in our land. The battle is fierce. The devil wants to cover every trace that will lead us to the light. And we have received the responsibility to fight to keep the light open. Hallelujah. Jeremiah chapter 5. As we establish a leap this morning. Verse 22. This is God speaking. He says, Fear ye not me, saith the Lord. Will ye not tremble at my presence, which have placed the sand for the bound of the sea by a perpetual decree that it cannot pass it and though the waves thereof toss themselves yet can they not prevail though they roar yet can they not pass over it now do you understand the meaning of this scripture God is saying he established the sand on the seashore and also made a perpetual decree that the sand will be a boundary for the waves of the ocean. Are you with me? Now, anytime you see a boundary, a limitation, it is the proof of a decree. Oh, you are not with me. God says he created the sun by the seashore. Made a perpetual decree that the waves should not go beyond it. Alright? That even though the waves will roar it cannot prevail. Why? Because there is a decree that has been given that the sand by the seashore will be your limit. Every time you find the limitation is an evidence of a decree. Don't just consider a limitation to be a circumstance. For instance, you notice that people don't go beyond 56 in a particular family. 
I say that's how we are. We are we don't grow. Every limitation it's occasioned by a decree. It was programmed to be so. Are you here? Me? Are you here now? It was programmed to be so. And when you come, because we said the other day that apart from the function of the prophet as a fivefold minister in the body of Christ, the prophet has also a territorial function. You have an anointing that makes you function, become a messenger to the body of Christ. You also have a description by God based on the territory that you find yourself. And there is a dimension of that unction that you carry that is actually expected to carry out a territorial function. Are you still with me now? We saw the various types of territorial functions that find expression on the strength of differing anointings that God has made available to his people. So that the people of God, through the anointing of God that functions in their life, move the body of Christ forward and also move the territories in which they are found forward. I know you, you don't understand what I'm talking about. Are you still with me? Now, what we see today are men that have thrones, princes from God. Alright? Especially in Lagos where I stay. Mighty princes are in Lagos. But you see, most of these princes are not concerned about what obtains in their territory. Now, every man is concerned about his own local assembly. And the anointing to push his local assembly forward. But you see, scriptures reveal that apart from your local assembly, apart from the body of Christ, you also have a role, if you have the anointing of God upon your life, operating upon your life, you have a role to the territory that you are planted. That's when we, we saw the office of the mighty man, the man of war, the prudent man, the captain of 50. Then the prophet was mentioned there. The ancient was mentioned there. Now, the, the list that was written in the book of Isaiah chapter 3 is not a list of ministers in the body of Christ, but it's a list of anointings that God puts in the territory to preserve it from the onslaught of the kingdom of darkness. Now, that's what we call the gatekeepers. If these lampstands and anointings are functioning in their proper places, invasion from the enemy, invasion from the kingdom of darkness will be restrained. But anytime you find cities like Plateau State, where invasions were possible, it's because those lampstands were not in their places. Those territorial offices were not functional. And that's why darkness was able to invade that place. In order for us to understand the scope of territorial salvation, the scope of territorial warfare, there is a different kind of knowledge that God must have to endow us with. <laughs> Hallelujah. See, we are going far today. Hallelujah. Something will happen to you today. Not by, not by your amen. It will happen by the faith of God. There are a few times when I wake up from sleep and I begin to hear the voice of a trumpet. I told my wife, today is, it's, a, it's a strange day. Because without prayer, I have not yet started 
praying in tongues, and then I begin to hear the sound of heaven. And whenever the sometimes I don't know, my own dealing with God has to do a lot with sounds that I hear in heaven. Sometimes, most times, I the sounds are gentle sounds, gentle songs, gentle songs, gentle songs. But when if, it, if it's a trumpet, then that day, maybe one day, but maybe greater than a thousand. This is one of such days. Listen to me. Heaven wants to fight today. There are some things that cannot happen every day, my brother. Some things that cannot happen every day. And you need to be sensitive to know when it's happening. When heaven is doing it, at that point in time, it is possible. If you can keep with the frequency of God. Hallelujah. I assure you, God spoke many years about the things he wants to do in this territory. It is no longer a prophecy. Something will look to its fulfillment in the future. The days in which it is accurate to look to it in the future have passed. The Spirit of God has already begun to administer it. And his first inclination towards administering these things that he had prophesied many years ago by mighty men in generations past is that he's installing people in their territorial roles. I know you don't understand what I mean, but I will help you understand. Territorial roles. Because even if you are the biggest pastor in this city, and you maybe you pastor 2,000 people, 2,000 people compared to the population of Benway State, 9.6 million. What is the percentage? Please help me now. Let's... let's do. Every pastor thinks he's a big man. It's not true. The pulpit is a narrow place. Even if you are pastoring a church of 3 million, in a country of 170 million in Nigeria, how, what's the percentage that you are pastoring? If, if all you do is pulpit work, you are irrelevant. Even if you pastor 3 million. I know you have not thought of that. Hallelujah. And so beyond your pulpit, there is some... Pulpit work is 10% of your work. Your real assignment is territorial. So when you see a generation where things are going wrong in the territory and the people that are custodians of the loudest voices in the generation do not feel any sense of responsibility, it means something terrible has gone wrong. But you see, what has gone right? What has gone right? Is that God has decided to use small boys to do big men's work. It is both an advantage and a disadvantage. The advantage is that God wants to use some people that he has not fully trained for something to carry out an assignment that is larger than them. The only possibility of their survival is that they keep pace with him steadily. Because they have not been that way before. They don't have the stature for that role. It's taking them to a process. That's why there's a standstill in Nigeria because the princes of God have not yet stood in the four corners. Everything will wait until that one finds expression. 
And there are young men that God is putting pressure on now to do things that are beyond their capacity. There is a technology of hybrid spiritual growth that God has made available so that these young men can stand. Let me tell you something. God has rejected a generation. One whole generation he has rejected. I am bringing news to you from heaven. The hills that your eyes look to for deliverance. Do not have the power to deliver what you seek. God has moved. And right now, he's trying to put young people in places and seats and offices where elders were supposed to sit. Because he waited for elders for 21 years. And instead of deliverance, we entered into more captivity because it's as if some people have their own will. That is opposed to the will of God and God will not wait again. Alright? Now, because God wants to use young men to do things that are for old men, there's a possibility that many of such young men might think that they are just, I'm just, hey, I'm the reigning guy. You see, abundant grace comes upon him. He doesn't know why. So he begins to compare himself with other people and he finds out that the concentration the concentration of the grace of God upon his life is actually higher in a greater measure than what he sees around. Unknown to him, God wants to give him the throne of his fathers. So if by any means he begins to view the events around his life in the flesh, he will become a casualty. Do you get that? So, there are going to be many casualties among young preachers that have not understood the rhythm of God and why God is releasing grace the way he's doing. Now, you are going to hear of casualties more than you have ever heard in time past. Now. Do you get it? Because as you go higher in the spirit, the road, the path becomes more narrow. The options are no longer many. Normally, it takes many years for God to build the discipline into the hearts of men. But there's no more time. So we have to learn on the job. There's a good sign to it because there's abundance available to make sure that we don't fall. Alright? But you see, God will not lower the standards on those levels. Whether you are young or old. Because it is all about a functional throne in the territory. Don't just go about, when you see miracles happen in your ministry, happen in your life, don't print a poster and say Africa's leading evangelist. <laughs> Such a man is close to being shot down. Hallelujah. <laughs> Somebody say, why don't we share testimonies? I know people here that I received glasses from. They were wearing bottles. On their eyes. I, <laughs> I received the bottle. They are seeing today. They are among us. People that were healed of asthma. Deaf people that were healed. You were with me now in North Bank. I gave a word. I said. Somebody. Is, you are deaf in one ear. Two people came. When they came I said. Pray to Jesus. And as they were praying. 
Fed the oil. I say it's flowing. And in how many seconds? The two ears open. The man was even afraid. He, t- he told me. He heard me say. Pastor. It ended there. Hallelujah. It has, we give glory to God. And I went to my room. I knelt and said, God, thank you. Alright? But what I'm looking for is more than two deaf people hearing. So you will find out that there's a scenario where people whose hearts are not large enough will camp at a particular place because they are not seeing God's vision. And on the strength of that, many casualties among young anointed preachers will be sustained. God has moved to young people. Now, if you are a young man, young woman here, and you notice a staring in your life, the first thing you need to do is to come under government. Locate a father to report the details of your life to, so that your soul can be saved from the darkness that is about to come. Hallelujah. Locate somebody to be accountable to. As you are seeing me here, on not the even on earth, I'm not the Lord of my life. Even on earth, not in heaven yet, on earth. Before I printed this book, after doing the manuscript, typed it, I went and gave my father in the Lord. If he wants to go through it for two years, the book won't come out for two years. Yes, if he, if he cho- chooses to go through it for two years, Let's leave it there. I'm a man set under authority because I want to live long. There is the darkness that is coming. It's not the type you can handle if you are not in the right place. The reason why oppression, God allowed oppression to multiply in the body of Christ is so that we can cry. You see, the falsehood that has been going on has actually opened the gates to oppression. Terrible oppression. And even though we speak faith, 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 you look around, the environment doesn't speak as if there's alignment. The point is this, God wants us to cry so that he can begin to answer us. That's why we came this morning. And there will be an answer to show you that God is interested in your life in this season. Number two, there are several women that somehow, through the attack of the enemy, it's as if they are oppressed right now. And God allowed the oppression so that they can begin to express themselves in the place of intercession and prayer. Because there are some thrones that only sisters will sit. But you see, People have not yet understood that the reason why God allowed the person to linger is so that he can guide them to places of spiritual influence. Because God revealed to us the template of the revival army formation. That the part in that army, there are some strategic women that will be in the forefront. It is through their prayers that the, that the, the canopy of darkness that has been wound across the land will be turned. But you see, when we check across the land, what the devil is doing in the place of that is mighty oppression on women 
And they have not yet understood that it's a call for them to seek alignment with heaven. So that their original purpose of deliverance of this land will be fulfilled. Now listen to me. You see, the, the children of Israel were prophetic people. So when a strange thing happens in the marketplace and people say a record is broken, an Israelite will say a prophecy is fulfilled. They don't look at things the way natural people look at things. Because they believe that there is God has so much over their lives. And it may be that this strange event can be the fulfillment of one of them. Do you, is that how you see your life? You are in a particular form of pressure. And you prayed, prayed about it, it didn't change. You fasted, it didn't change. You went for anointing service in the night, it didn't change. You, there might be a reason why God allowed it. You went to all the mighty anointings, powerful men. They, are not, they came and even called your name. Call your name, your phone number. Hey! See, sister. Look for what God wants your eye to see. That's not the real you. That beggar going around is not you. If you wake up and you realize yourself, you will notice that your wings have been folded. Look for it and stretch it out. And you will see what will happen. Now, a lot of people that God has actually marked for great things in the spirit right now that have not yet known are under oppression. It's only the realization of this call and the opening of grace that God has made available that will actually bring them ventilation. I pray today that God will help you to mount up with wings like you. It is old fashioned now to play Christianity on the immature track. It's old fashioned and it's dangerous. Because the intensity of the work of darkness in the land and in the nation is fierce. You say you just want to go back from Abuja to Lagos and your plane crashes. A woman, one mother, it is one month after her daughter died in the plane crash that she found out that her daughter actually died. She didn't know. Because the daughter stays in Abuja. The woman heard of plane crash. She didn't imagine that the daughter was there. And then she went after one month. And found a list. Ah! You see, people think it's a, it's a normal time. It's not, it's not a normal time. It's a strange time. How can you explain traveling from Lagos to Kaduna and then they just pick us from the airport just 20 minutes after bomb went out. People are swept. Can you be so wise as to know where to be at the right time? You are so wise, you know how to. Suddenly, Barnett Plaza, the road is, is closed. Can you be so wise? Hallelujah. There's a call. God is calling you. Don't waste your life. Press into God and decide not to play contemporary Christianity. It is deceptive. People keep listening to the word of God. They never get to know God. They never get to be able to fight for God. To reclaim anything for God. They are just there. 
Then they are going to church and all of that. That kind of religion cannot bring us the promises that our fathers told us about. And so there's a call from the Spirit in this day and time. There's a call, a mighty, a strong call. First of all, for us to take our territorial responsibility. See, I don't know whether you have noticed that there's mighty oppression in this land. I don't know. All we used to it, we are so oppressed that we are so used to it. We, all right, okay. Mala <laughs> selokoma. When the people of God are no longer responsive, they are not responsive to the activity of darkness in the land, and a state of passivity is assumed. It means we have we have actually conferred our responsibility for the territory to our children. And we have declared boldly that we are irrelevant. It's when the ministers that God puts in a place become totally irrelevant that God begins to import ministers from other places. Hallelujah. When Reinhard Bonke comes, 200,000 of us will go to the crusade ground. But he will only stay for three days. In three days, demons will fall. In three days, things will come down. In three days, he will knock things down. Because he came with a throne. But the day he leaves, he goes with it. And then we, our own undeveloped thrones, we cannot even gather the harvest that his throne created. And in two weeks' time, the impact of his coming has been swallowed up. And the devil, because of his anger, that somebody attempted to shift him, he will multiply. And then suddenly, there's a legislation from somewhere, from somewhere, our life is more complicated thereafter, after the crusade, because there's death in the land. It's time for you and me to learn how to mount up. There's so much grace available. And I need you to understand that the dimensions of oppression that God will begin to release is going to be different from what you have seen and what you have known. I saw a sister getting fat. Her suit, the bottom, was crying out. I asked her, I just called her, I said, sister, when last did you fast? She laughed. She didn't know I was talking to her that what you need, from what I'm seeing now, you need to take a fast. That was what I meant by my question. I was smiling, but I meant <laughs> A spiritual man must understand that anytime there's a limitation, are you with me? Because God said, when I created the sand by the seashore, because the sand actually is not a barricade to the roaring waves. It's not a sufficient barricade. What he said, what he said is that, I am the, after creating it, then I gave a decree. That is how far you will go. You will not prevail against the shore. Even though there is no wall. But by perpetual decree, this will be your end. And the Bible says that even if the waves, though the waves roar, they can't pass. Because there's a decree that is an invisible dike that stops the overflow of the roaring waves. That is to show you that any time there is an attempt for something to pass, and there is the presence of a barricade, it means there is a decree. Now, this is the way the spirit realm operates. In the spirit realm, if God locks something, only God can open it. 
If an angel locks something, only an angel can open it. If a man locks something, only a man can open it. God will not come to lock what a man locked. He will wait patiently until a man will come that can lock, unlock it. When Elisha came and they told him that the water was barren, he knew that it was a man that programmed that barrenness. And him operating by the gift of word of wisdom. Now came there and he unlocked what a man locked. Do you understand that? He removed the limitation because the limitation was put there by man. It means that through spiritual intelligence we can actually program the, the direction of nature. That is an aspect of spirituality that people that speak for darkness have exploited more than people that speak for light. Friends, I do not have an intention to be a great preacher. I want to, I want to rise in this land such that it will be known even to darkness, it will be known to the government that God has a voice that money has not bought. In the process, oh, they might arrest me, they might jail me, but this voice will not be bought in this lifetime. If God locked it, only God can open it. Noah said, I'm sorry you guys. All these years I've been inviting you. But right now, God came and what? He locked the ark and only God can what? Open. Remember that. If an angel was sent to bind something, only an angel will lose it. As we pray in tongues now, warfare goes on in the realm of the spirit and angels will begin to break the things that angelic beings, demonic angelic beings bound. They will begin to break it. But when they come to the one that it was a human being that programmed the limitation by a decree, they will stand there waiting for you to unlock it. And that's why God does not just want men in the church. He has rules for, the, for men where? In the in the land. We have focused our attention on the crusade ground and in the church auditorium. We don't understand that the Bible said that preach the gospel to every creature. The entire creation needs to be liberated from the bondage of corruption. And that's the duty and the assignment of the sons of God. It was the sons of God that brought the bondage of corruption in the first place. It will be the sons of God that will break the hold of the bondage of corruption in the first place. If it was locked by man, it will be what? Unlocked by man. Let me tell you a story. As we, if I tell you small, we'll pray. Tell you small again, we'll pray. Tell you small. So that your responsibility can down on you. That the recovery will begin when you and me begin to carry out our function. Because angels will untie that which demonic angels have locked. But the ones that men have programmed, God needs a man to deprogram it. I know you don't believe me. Okay. Let me give you more proof before I go on. I don't have time for all that teaching now. 
the corner of mind. The Bible made us to understand something. See, Cain, actually, when he killed Abel, amen, he left his environment. He left the place where he was under the authority and tutelage of Adam and ex- established a civilization that was a civilization that evolved from its own lust. Are you with me? Now, so we have two people right now. After Abel died, the next child was set. And the Bible says in the days of set, men began to call upon the name of the Lord. And you need to understand if you are a Bible student. How many Bible students do we have? You believe the Bible? Okay. Oh, you don't believe the Bible? We have to close the service because there's no reason to continue. You do realize that in the Bible, there that call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. It's an Old Testament truth. Is it true? Is, that truth was already revealed in the Old Testament. That means it was possible and practicable in the Old Testament. And the Bible says in the days of Seth that men began to call upon the name of the Lord. Those guys were sanctified and separated unto God. Those were the people called the sons of God. See that? Those sons of God there were those guys that were separated on account of that prayer. They began to seek the original purposes of God and began to call upon the name of the Lord. Having discovered the limitation of humanity and that we cannot find the way of salvation ourselves, they threw the responsibility on God and they were preserved. Those guys, that lineage, it was from the line of Seth that Jesus came. That lineage was preserved. Their culture was different. And God, who is the God of the old earth, was against what we call cross crossbreeding. Have you checked the uh, Bible? It, God was against crossbreeding. Why? Because he did not want the seed of the sons of God to cross with the seed of Cain, which 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 the seed of the sons of men. Are you following me now? So in the book of Genesis chapter 6, what happened is that the sons of God decided to have a affair with this sect, these guys. And that was where something happened to creation that did not happen before. That was where violence came into creation. Before that time, it was never recorded that there was a wild animal. Now, I'm a teacher of truth and verity. What I tell you, I've verified it years ago before today. Not, I've preached on it before. We have this message there. It's there. I've preached this one before. That was where violence came into creation. And that was where corruption came into creation. Because 
the path of salvation that God was designing by preserving these guys was thwarted. It was after that that God said, my spirit will not strive with man again. It means that there was an opening, a possibility of redemption in another way that was in view. But when the sons of God mingled themselves, the seed of man was corrupted. And what the devil wanted to do was that the prophecy that was given in the garden of Eden that did not come to pass. Because when God came, he spoke about the seed of that woman. It was only the lineage of Noah that God preserved. And the story continued Noah from that point. Do you understand that? Do you get it? Or you don't get it? Now when these sons of God mingled with these daughters of men, which are the descendants of Cain, the Bible says he did something to creation. Violence came into the earth. Wild animals emerged. You could see that creation shifted tangibly, shifted noticeably on the account of that error. And then the bondage of the old creation in its full strength came. And in the book of Romans, the Bible said the earnest expectation of the creation Creation has been kept under bondage. The old creation has been kept under bondage since that time that the sons of God did that thing. And it will take the sons of God to still destroy that bondage. Why will God wait from one end of the human race to the last end of the human race? Why will he wait like that? Doesn't he have enough power to just break it? Because the law of the spirit will never be altered. It was the sons of God that did that. It will be the accurate sons of God that will break it. That was why Paul began to give us insight in the New Testament. He said, there that are led by the spirit, they are the sons of God. The, the, this, oh, I don't, I can't. See, the Bible says that if we accept Jesus, we have power to become. But the real life of sonship is a life of being led steadily by the Spirit. He said, people will emerge again upon the face of the earth that their own custom and culture will be the leadership of the Spirit. It is what the Spirit of God directs them that they will do when those men come. That we have authority with God to undo that which has come by the bondage of corruption. If it was done by a man, it will be loosed by a man. If we, an angel bound it, an angel will have to lose it. Do you understand what, what I'm talking about? If God came and God locked it, God will have to come and get it. I don't. The Lord will help us in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. That's the pattern of So there are many decrees and many limits that we see around our lives that are decrees that men made. And you are waiting on God to come and break them. Trusting that God will arise. And then his enemies. That's not how it works in the realm. We need to take responsibility of the things that it 
falls within our jurisdiction. That's the reason why when you begin to press, begin to press and take responsibility and begin to press, God will begin to open your eyes. Why does God open your eyes? He opens your eyes to show you the things that, are, that fall to you so that you can begin to address. There's one, one guy like that, anytime he, he sees a vision, he will, he will call me and say, I just saw a vision now. I say, which day will you grow up? You like seeing vision. The reason for seeing it is the responsibility that God is showing you that falls within your jurisdiction and he's expecting you to rise up and begin to deal with it. You get excited and anytime you go to the pulpit, you say, and I saw from heaven. <laughs> he didn't do anything with what he saw. Because he feels like God likes snapping pictures. My question to you today is what have you done with what God gave you? You want the whole of heaven to be dislocated so that heaven will attend to your case. The last vision God showed you, the last, the last insight he gave you that was supposed to put the battle on your fingertips so that you can identify the things to cut off, the decrees to utter, the prayers to pray. You did not take advantage of the strategy that God gave you and you are expecting God to arise and let the enemies be scattered. First of all, we need to repent about the visions that God has given us that we did nothing about. If the, if the recovery will begin, territorial recovery will begin, we must be responsible for every insight that God gives us. Because God doesn't just come to snap pictures. That's not what he comes to do. I've seen people that they say they were good as dead. And then when prayers began, suddenly God just shows a, a revelation. And when God reveals, he redeems. I've seen that over the years. That even your own situation cannot change what I've learned by experience. You get it? As we begin to pray now, you begin to see things will begin to come. It means when God actually brings something on display like that, he has committed you because he wants you to join in the war, in the battle and cut things down. Then you begin to see that as you begin to play your own territorial role, the assignment God called you to do, your own problems will give way. I speak by experience. People like go to the altar of the prophet of... If God has given you a territorial role that you are abandoned, you will be bound. You will be bound. The rope that will bind you is not demonic. Most times it's God. That's why you try to break it with the anointing of fire. doesn't go. Break it with thunder. Until you find your altar and you play your role. For many years now, I've not found a reason to pray for myself. Many years. Don't have time for that. Based on the throne that God called me to occupy. Hallelujah. I'm conscious of what is being preached in the body of Christ because of my assignment. I'm conscious. Very conscious of it. I take note of it. Hallelujah. And then I begin to pray. Begin to diffuse it. All of that, I'm playing my role in the land. And I, I limitations break 
because I'm doing my own, God does his own, and you see the effect of the partnership and your life is advanced. That is how people go forward. They find their function in the territory and they stay there. They don't go forward by attending night anointing service. Nobody got free through any anointing service. Nobody. A man living in rebellion, your offering can't change your life. We have a barefoot gospel that was they brought from the, the, the disco hall. God will accept a man before he accepts his offering. If your heart is not right, even if you are a good man before God, and your heart is not right, God will say, leave the offering there. Go and reconcile before you give it. Who told you that an offering is that powerful? Who told you? <laughs> your offering is not that powerful, my friend. Not that powerful. The offering of faith of a man that has righteous standing with God, that is up to date with God, that it can be an instrument of warfare. We cannot undermine that. We can't undermine that aspect. You get it? But you see, a man is not right. God will not accept him. How do you think God will accept what he's bringing? Even if the man is right and his heart is out of joint, God will say, go and make your heart right first. And I hear a gospel that I've been traveling for about 15 years. And people that have obeyed it have been twice sons of hell. Because they believe that Jesus is a money doubler that gives men false hope. Friends, awake! God calls us to stand in our places so that we can carry out our own responsibility. I know my responsibility. I stand in my in front of my gate. You can't say that you want to advance with God, you don't know your gate and you're not standing there. It's vacant. And you are praying to prosper. How will you prosper? You are disoriented. You are fractured, disaligned, and expecting that the, the force of heaven, the strength of heaven will preserve you. There are some of us that can boast that we cannot die. Can boast. Because we know where we are standing. God will show you something today. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. You have a territorial assignment. For 12, for my family. Because I knew one of my assignments during that period was to pray for my family. I prayed for my family for 12 years. Many things broke. After 12 years, the body left. So I knew that God has casted that responsibility on somebody else, but I don't know the person. Whether or not the person is doing it is not my business. The burden has what? Been lifted. It was strong like a curse on me for 12 years. If I do a night vigil, I pray for four hours, two hours I'm praying for my family. I could not, I, that was all I was thinking about. That was all I was doing. That was all. Somebody else had to come into that office. I was meant to stay in that office for 12 years and then move to another office so that somebody else would step into it. Whether the person is there or not, I don't know. But since I left that office, I stopped having revelations about my family. My trend and pattern of revelations change indicative of the fact that my throne has changed. 
can't monitor the progression of your life because you are desiring the things that God does not desire for you and you are praying them as if if they don't come to pass, you will die. God will allow you to be solving problems until you are old. The only way to avert that is to find out where you left. There are some decrees that God will not change because men altered them. He needs men to stand in their places to change those decrees. How many giants are falling by your hand? Somebody might say, oh, I work in the bank and, you know, bank job. Leave the house by 5 a.m., come back by 11, bank job. My elder sister worked in a bank. She was doing deliverance in the bank. Doing deliverance in the bank. When the bank, the bank manager will come, demons attack him in the night. She's waiting. So even if my sister comes late, she's free. Because she's the one that does deliverance in the corner. Where they count money. Where they count money. She was the one that trained me in the way of the Lord. And she was a fighter. Where they count money. In Abuja, not in Jugwe. <laughs> in central area, she was doing deliverance there. And the people loved their deliverance minister. One day, a lady slumped down and died. She rushed her back in the bank. Can you see that we need evangelists in the police force? Can you see we need prophets in government house? Yes, sir. Because your idea of a prophet is a man with a long beard that looks like TV Joshua. <laughs> you, you don't know that Martin Luther was a prophet. You, you don't know that those utterances came out of the belly of prophecy. No man can speak like that. No man. And our church, the church of our day is myopic. All the way to Calvary. He went for me. He went. Oh. I was there when we sang this song. He went for me. We cried. All the way to Calvary. He went for me. There will not need that. Wake up, wake up. <laughs> we were singing the devil was there taking our villages, turning our our, our grandfathers to necromancers and stargazers. We were singing. Meanwhile, there were things they were decreeing. We were there. He we didn't understand the way of princes. We didn't understand the way of mighty men. That is, it was our responsibility to change those decrees. Those things that were, 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 were programmed into nature, working against us. That God will not come and change it. God will give you insight so that you will know the line of battle that he has brought you into. And he will give you divinely inspired utterances so that you can knock things down. It is you that will do it. Those days, all our trousers were suspended. 
And jeans was a mortar sin. An abomination. <laughs> he died. Don't even don't set me free. Hey! Those days when you move, don't relax. Don't move too much. Move. <laughs> that was what we got. And everybody was bound. We had people that were possessed of devils in the church. We didn't know. We had a form of godliness. We were all naked. At the mercy of withers. That's not Jesus. Whenever, when he came to the coast of Zabulon and Natali, the Bible says, people that sat in darkness seen a great light. That's the first point. There are decrees you need to change. We are going to pray. God will open people's eyes as we pray. We'll keep, when we finish touching this issue very well, we'll go to the next one. Amen. Amen. Blessings and glory. Wisdom, thanksgiving. And honor.
Responsibilities, their vacancies, and so because of our perpetual rebellion, the hands of darkness are strengthened. Now I would like you to forget the office you are prayed from. What is your responsibility in the land, in the territory? That's how we will know if you know why you are alive. I want to ask God for mercy for all the times He gave us fish. We ignored them. We went about our own business. Thinking that working in a bank and paying tight was doing God's service. 
Bible says that we might be plantings of the law. When God plants you in a particular territory, there's an assignment in that territory that he places in your hands. Lord, this is where we have come. For visions, you showed us in times past that we ignored. Burdens you brought. That we ran away from. Assignments you gave us that we did not embrace. We asked for mercy. Our eyes were fixed on our own things. On our husband. On our wife. On the fact that we don't have the fruit of the womb. On the fact that the money that is expected has not yet come. We realize that our disobedience is what has actually delayed our miracle. So we ask for mercy. We have come to realize where we have erred. Right now we want to stand in the altars. We want to stand before the thrones that you have placed us. That the next time we hear on news that there was a bomb in a certain place, let it make us fast. The next time we hear that these things are going on in the territory, let our hearts be stirred. Let us take responsibility for what is happening in the land. Responsibility for what is happening in our families. that you empower us for this assignment. The burden of the land, the burden of the nation, the burden of our families that we may bear this yoke, these responsibilities. Let us not be freelance Christians moving from pillar to post in search of solution. Freelance we pledge allegiance to no one. We live for ourselves. Let that not be our story. Alina songle mambrayeta ma Mambrayelo bakosina kila moratabola Oh Mabarena no 
I see a lot of our miracles hanging because of disobedience. God has refused to release it. A lot of jobs. Your job at overstayed. You have been desiring God to give you a job, but you have left your place of function. That's why there's a delay. Because God knows that if that job comes now, you'll not remember him again. He wants to secure you in his will before he advances you forward. Flood our hearts with visions of God. Visions that reveal the responsibility of our office in the land.
Somebody cry and say, God, empower me. Empower me, empower me. Empower me to do that which you want me to do. Empower me. Empower me. Let grace begin to flow. Let grace flow. Let the anointing of the Spirit flow. It is time. Suma marana masaya malade. Amera komba, akomba masadema. Ita bonada mama.
for mercy that your blood will yet make us right with you in these things now we ask for empowerment and endowment we ask for vision and revelation we ask for grace from you to take our place before our gates that's why we came that's why we came that's why we came that's why we came Thank you, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name. <laughs> Something mighty we, we enter here. Kupade, kupade, kupade. Some people are coming into alignment and the anointing is coming on them. The miracle you were waiting for before, looking for from pillar to post, it is actually a shift that will release it. You will see strange things this morning. You see, some unction is just dropping just because we say, Lord, we repent and then anointing. I sense the power. Sense the anointing. Anywhere you are standing or sitting. You want to begin to say, God, all those decrees I was intended to unlock. And I've been wasting time. You want to ask him for utter. We are ready, preparing for a battle. This battle will cut things down. Ask God now to give you the right utterance. The right utterance. And the right utterance will come to your mouth. In the next few minutes. And as you are asking for the right utterance. Begin to check all the limitations in your family. Those limitations were programmed. Limitations in your life. They were programmed. Limitations in Benue State. They were programmed. Limitations in Nigeria. They were programmed. Ask God for utterance, for choice words, for battle words, for potent words, for power words. Ask God for utterance. Mamba suka pata labakanta babobi. Mamba rasaka pata yanta babosaka pera nakidaba. Mansha Kambaran Satabalahalaba. Now I want you to begin to curse Boko Haram. Begin to curse Boko Haram. Curse Boko Haram. Curse Boko Haram. Curse it. Command it to fail. Curse it. 
curse everyone that is funding it, that is financing it. This is our responsibility as prophets in the territory. Curse it. Every financial well that is connected to it in this nation and outside this nation. Curse every financial well that is backing up that act of barbarism. Let that chariot be broken. Curse it. Curse it. Curse it. Bura ula kabala. By perpetual decree this morning, which says, Thus far have thou gone, and you shall go not further. We command the bombs to begin to detonate in their factories, to begin to kill the members of Boko Haram. Let it detonate while they are handling it. Let many die from their bombs. Go baswa palante, jakopata makapata kotaba. We pray for the deliverance of Plateau State. We prophesy to Plateau, rise again, rise again, rise again, rise again. Susina Mante Kabalabatata. Embra Masaka Baranta Babori Makatelia. Manda Doska Pata Makayata Bakadebabo. Let Plateau live. Let Plateau not die. Moka paila mataila bakusa makabala. Endamborokoska tabayanta kapela. We secure all our brethren, Christian families in Plateau region. We speak peace in the name of Jesus. You want to cause the spirit of destruction that is moving in our nation. You want to release a decree this morning. Henceforth as thou gone, but you will go no further. Release a holy decree. A holy decree from the Lord. Anyone that seeks to rise up against Christianity, let a curse smite them. No one can fight against the Lord and prosper. May the Lord arise. Let his enemies be scattered. 
Mamba baba basuka patalabalata barata barata. We forbid Boko Haram from trading the land of Benue State. We forbid it. Can you forbid it? Can you forbid it? We forbid it. We seal the borders. We seal the borders. We, we, we forbid it. We forbid it. So many attempts have been made to ship their base into Benue. But we forbid it. We forbid bloodshed in this land. By the power of the blood of Jesus that speaks. We bring this land under covering. As we curse that sect. We preserve this land from invasion. The time has come for liberty. The people of God arise. May the hand of God cut down the enemies of the gospel. Oh, we give you glory. We give you praise. Every uprising, communion classes, we forbid the shedding of blood in this nation. We forbid it. We legislate against it. We legislate against the shedding of blood. We forbid it in the name of Jesus Christ. We thank Now I would like you to look upon every limitation around your life and around your family. You want to deprogram every decree, every decree of limitation that was programmed. Now deprogram it, deprogram it by an utterance of faith, by an utterance of faith, deprogram it. You can violate the decree of death in your family. Violate it by an utterance. In his place, establish long life. Violate the limitations. Violate it. Violate it. Rebel against the decree of darkness. Oh my God, something is coming from heaven. Something is coming from heaven. Something is coming from heaven. Something. Oh my barata poko sotobo. Yes, 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 yes. Zumbaka pata 
We forbid it in the name of Jesus. Anything that has held back that which God is offering you, you want to cut out. You want to cut it out. You want to destroy it. Something is happening. Make sure you are decreeing right now. The heavens are open. Oh my God. 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 Yes, 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 it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter whether you were married into an occultic family, it doesn't matter the patterns that have existed before you were married into that family. Right now, right now, right now, right now. By a holy decree from heaven. By a holy decree from heaven. We break the pattern. 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 Yes. Yes. Let grace begin to spring forth. Let grace spring forth. Marriages may not last in your family, but that is not your portion. We turn the handwriting of darkness. We speak by the wisdom of God. Your family will not be numbered among failed marriages. No. Ibabarando Samenta Kopatekatua Balisco Palandoa Yankumpa Yes 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 A wind a wind is blowing from heaven Things are going to change Things are going to change Things are going to change. Bulamaka Barada Basan. Bante Basanta Babore Balata. 
near miracle syndrome. You get close to it, but it never comes. It was programmed. I stand and I speak by the mouth of God. Every near miracle syndrome, I cut it off in the name of Jesus. Circles of failure. I break that circle. I break it in the name of Jesus Christ. Premature death, I put an end to it. 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 I cut it off. I cut it off. I cut it off in the name of Jesus. Oh, Sakabalatabalataya. Yes. 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 You will be greater than your fathers. Mokabalamba Santa Baboria. Your life is just beginning right now. Hey, Marakam Patala Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Friends, the Lord just spoke to me right now. He spoke to me about John's. He said that there will be calm in Plateau State again. That's what I heard just now. That there will be calm. There will be calm in Plateau State again. Listen to me. While we prayed, some people that were out of alignment through prayer and supplication, they came into alignment. Now, these are the things that will happen. And God will confirm it. God will confirm it. And two things will happen to you. First of all, after I, be, I finish giving this announcement, an anointing will drop on you. Secondly, there are some things you have been expecting from God that didn't come to you because you were outside of alignment. And by the time we close this meeting and you go back, those things will come not because you prayed, but because you are in alignment. Amen. Now, that will be a sign to you that as long as you minister before your gates, Carry out your own assignment. God will not allow your life to be left behind. Now lift up your hands to heaven. The anointing will drop on those people that have come into alignment. Then I hand over the mic. The prophet will continue. And anointing, some of them, as they were praying and supplicating, pleading with the Lord and things like that, mercy was released from heaven. God brought them back to their gates. And so the anointing of your gate will drop on you. The anointing of your assignment in the territory will drop for you. Father, in the name of Jesus, those ones among us that just came back to their gates, they left their gates, they wandered. 
They were carnal people searching for things that was not lost. And they wandered away. You just brought them back now. I want to ask, oh God, that the anointing will begin to drop on them. The anointing. Now, help me bring them. Help me bring them. I need to touch them. See, she was looking for miracles, searching for miracles everywhere. Going from pillar to post. Going from pillar to post. Looking for what was not lost, but God was waiting for her to operate her gate. Waiting for her to operate her gate. Father, all the things she has lost, wandering, wandering, wandering around. Restore it to her. Restore it to her. Restore it to her. Father, those ones that you brought into alignment, that just came into alignment because of the prayers that, are, that were offered just now. Lord, anoint them. The anointing is coming. I can feel it. So my right hand is <laughs> coming. It's coming. It's coming. Just be bringing them for me. The anointing is coming. It's coming. It's coming. <laughs> it's coming. <laughs> it's coming. Anoint them. They were running from pillar to post. Uh-huh. back to his, his gate. Oil drops. It means that they left oil and then started meanwhile, our security is the oil. When you are carrying out the assignment, you are secure. There's oil. In God's time, he will take you up. Father, those ones that came into alignment while we were praying. And you decided to restore the anointing that they had. That they abandoned in search of things. Father, in the hall, look at them, 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 look at oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Oh my father, oh my father, let that anointing rest. Now, the anointing coming on you is so that you can go back to your gate. Hallelujah. Are you with me? God has brought people of national watchmen, He has brought us to some. This woman went in search of miracle. (laughs) 
Balaswa. Marako pete na kaparando minakate. Come, sister. The things you were looking for was not lost. Stay where God puts you. That place, he says, don't be too wise. The anointing will make you great if you are faithful. The anointing is a token of kingship. It makes a king out of you. They went to David. He was a shepherd boy and anointed him with a kingly anointing. The anointing took him to the throne. Come. The anointing took him He took him to the truth. The anointing will take you to the truth. Don't. For 10 years, God gave me the anointing of a teacher for 10 years. And he told me to defend the truth for 10 years. I was in poverty for 10 years. But the anointing was burning. My finances didn't change. I was a giver. I was fasting almost throughout these 10 years. I was studying for 10 years. Preaching for 10 years. I was poor. But I didn't leave that gate. Are you following? I didn't leave. I didn't know that my my test would be for 10 years. I didn't know. Now, looking back, I saw that it was for what? Oh, dear, have you been consistent for 10 years? Can you swear that you have been consistent for 10 years? I always tell people, don't look for a harvest if you have not done obeyed God for 10 years. I always tell people. God is not a money doubler. If he wants to, if it's money he wants to give you, he can make it fall from heaven. It's not money he wants to give you. But there's a level you will get to in kingdom administration that the things that you need to fulfill your destiny, your, uh, your grace will command it to your... That is the approved formula of prosperity I can prescribe to you. That is not a lie. You want to take off like a tornado? I've seen... That's not how it works, man. What have you done for the kingdom? Where have you stood? What gate have you stood? Men that mount their gate. Didn't you see? Mordecai, if you mount your gate long enough. But you see, the humidity. The humidity to stay where put you. The average Christian doesn't have it because he has this mentality of, 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 of the money doubler. I don't know where it came from. Our fathers, during the uh, deeper life movement, the holiness movement, people prosper. They didn't preach prosperity. People say prosper. It's a kingdom principle. Today, we are people that are not responsible. They don't want to do anything for God, but they want to prosper. What will you use the money for? You build a shrine in your village to darkness. Just leave her. She has not recovered. <laughs> 
to build something for the devil. Because your heart is, has not become steadfast in God yet. Many of our brethren went for youth service only for them to discover some went to campus only for them to discover that God used them in strange ways. I mean people that don't shout, they don't try to. They did strange things for God. They themselves didn't know that ability was there. Man your gate and the anointing will take you to the gate. Because there's a point that that anointing can begin to regulate circumstances around you. Don't stop. I was there for 10 years. Because after 10 years, that things began to change. After 10 years, everybody, everybody wanted to be like me. After 10 years, when I married, and then my cheek came out small. If not, I was like a full animal. It took faith for her to marry me. Because I was black. From the son of Kano. Praying under the sun. Because there is no shade in Kano. <laughs> Friends, it's not from Pharaoh. You must have a scar. That proves that you were a faithful man. In the service of Jesus. Father, these ones that you have decided to anoint afresh so that they can mount their gates, let, let there be an empowerment on this woman. Let there be an empowerment. Empowerment. See, it's flowing from my hand like a river. Because she was somewhere else. Now that she's come, God is in a hurry to lift her up. And even things you were praying for that didn't happen, God has added it to you. Because you have come back. I want her to be drunk. See, there's an unction inside that has been bottled up. We need to remove the, the cock. Don't settle for the fake Christianity around. Don't settle. Don't like his sound. The king calls you. I'm seeing something like an employment letter coming to you. Why you cry? You came into alignment. It's not as if the delay was not God, it was you. You left. Mount your gate. Alright? <laughs> Mount your gate. Mount your gate. By looking for a miracle in the night. I don't look for it. I was praying. I said, Lord, I worship you. Lord, I worship you. On the walkway, just And God said, though men have despised you. And no one wants to go through you. I will make you an eternal excellence. A joy of many generations. He told me, I didn't pray to be great. I was just praying, Lord, I thank you. And then the utterance came. Just like that. Do you understand? If you are where God placed you, there are times where he decrees in heaven. Your fire goes under consideration. He, he gathers the counsel and they say, 
We kept him there for 12 years. See how he did not complain. See his heart. That's when you just be in the worship mood. The anointing will just hit the room and you just connect to heaven so that you can hear that decree. Because the moment you hear it, it becomes functional. Yes, you have been hidden. Many. Watch. Promotion in the kingdom doesn't come to a man that doesn't have a history in the kingdom. You don't have a history. You want to. God is not a money doubler. It's only blind prophets that prophesy to and bless the wrong people. Isaac said, he saw my and he released somebody's blessing to him. This week, something will happen. Nothing happens. God, he doesn't give false hope. Jesus doesn't give false hope. The time has come for our generation to know the true God. When he speaks, his words come to pass. That's, a, that's something that will make even governors afraid. That these men that came, they spoke, the thing happened. They will look for them. Something is rising in the land. In the next few years, three to four years, Many people will have cause to give God glory because of the things God would have done. You may be seated. Just look for your seat if you can. Don't disturb the people that are still receiving ministrations from the Lord. Hallelujah. 